0: So um Shabbat Shalom everybody. All right. So um <clears throat> we have here in and Parsha Akev, um there's a there's a verse um that that Moshe wrote to or Moshe wrote or just, it was telling to the the children of Israel <clears throat> he said your heart will become haughty and you will forget the v- Vesh- yeah. and the Lord your God you will forget the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt and it's it's translated and you will forget um, um, so you wonder like okay so it's saying you know Hashem is going to bless children of Israel bless us essentially he's going to be blessing us with um, wealth, um, a land flowing of milk and honey, you know. Um, and then when we have all this wealth and all these things, we're going to forget Hashem. I mean, that's what, that's what this is saying. So you're, so we may think like this is a kind of paradoxical, right? Hashem is going to bless us so much that we will forget him. And, and then, um, you know, and then then he'll curse us for forgetting him, essentially, right? Right. And so you're wondering, like, well, why is he even going to bless us with this wealth if we're going to forget him, right? But um, I like to, you know, think of it maybe um, that this translation is a little bit off, oh, right? Because obviously Hashem wants to bless his people, um, and he doesn't want them want them to forget. Um, and so I um so in here I read an article, you know, the other day, I posted it actually, and it was talking about um this Veshekhah Can you say it again, Mama? Say it. Ta is um there's a v- a vav in the beginning, which is a, which is usually translated as and, right? But but it can also be translated as because. So this verse can be different. It could be changed. It could be saying, your heart will become haughty and you will forget the Lord. Um, instead of, and you will forget the Lord, it is being in. Your heart will become haughty because you forget the Lord. So that changes it, right? It changes the whole idea of it, right? So instead of you becoming haughty because you're getting wealthy, you're be, you're becoming haughty because you're forgetting Hashem, Right? So you know Hashem likes to bless us with all kinds of wealth and all kinds of good things, and you know the idea is if you know if we forget Him, then He's going to take it away. Right, essentially, He's going to take it away because we're we're saying that we're we're getting this wealth and it's not coming from Him. So we have to we have to remember that's really the goal. And and I, and I was reading while we were reading this today, I was seeing in there like so many times. Moshe wrote, remember, remember, remember. I don't know how many times it was in this, in this parsha, but it was a lot of times. Um, remember Hashem um, who has given you all this thing. So be um, grateful for all these blessings and all these things that Hashem is has giving you and do not forget him. And, and acknowledge that he's the one that all these blessings are coming from. And I want to take it a step further and look at what Yeshua said a parable that Yeshua told us, right? Yeshua told us this parable um, about the, the these servants. The parable of the talents, I think it's called, but it's about these three servants, right? And there's a there was a you know the the owner the owner was getting the owner of the company was going to take off on a trip, and he is giving his three employees these. Um, um, these responsibilities before he left. And, you know, of course, there was this, the, the, the real good re- worker, the really good responsible worker. He gave him extra responsibilities. Like, hey, you're ha- you have five. Re- you're going to be in charge of these five things. You know, make them work, make them run. And then he gave another worker. He said, you're going to be in charge of these three things. Make them work and make them run. And then there's one guy He's like, you're kind of a new guy. Maybe you're not, you know, on top of your game yet or yet you don't know everything yet. I'm going to give you in charge of this one thing. And then he left and um you know these guys worked hard and he came back a whole year later and after this whole year the the first worker you know he doubled his money he doubled he, to say he was in charge of like five different departments those five different departments became ten different departments he had all this stuff going on he was like really productive right and then that the second worker he was decently productive he doubled he also doubled his i guess he was in a sense almost the same but he had less responsibility obviously but he was able to able to also um double his his profits from there too and then he came back to the last worker and the last workers you know was saying oh i know you're such a, a stern and strict boss that i was scared that i would lose this so i just i just you know i just um you know kept just Just kept it running exactly as it didn't even didn't even make any money. It just broke even. And we didn't make any money on this thing that I was working on. And so, you know, that in a sense, you know, this worker was like squandering that time, right? Squandering the responsibility or the blessings that that the uh, owner gave to him. And so, of course, we know the story He said you're a wicked servant. You could have at least put that money into the bank and they would have made some interest on it. But instead, you squandered it. And now it's just worth exactly what I left with you, and so I, you know, in a sense, you know, c- connecting it with the first um, verse from from Moshe, you know, Hashem is going to be blessing us with things, and not only do we um, um, acknowledge that He's the one who's given these these blessings, and remember who the blessings come from, but but if we take you know Yeshua's words also, he, you know, Yeshua is telling us. That when Hashem is blessing us with things, <clears throat> we need to use them for, for Hashem's kingdom. We need, to, we need to use those blessings and share them with others um, that are in need, or, or use them to spread the teachings of Torah to others that may not have it. Um, whatever whatever Hashem blesses us with, we need to use those things. And if if we don't, He's going to take them away from us. He's going to take those blessings right away from us, and we won't have them anymore. And so um you know that's the the message i have for you all. Don't forget where your blessings where everything comes from and acknowledge and give hashem um, praise and 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 you know like we do like we say the birkat hamazon after we eat our food and we're satiated don't forget to know where all these blessings are coming from and if god gives you extra blessings use those blessings. To um, further his kingdom. I'm not sure, we have... yeah. I'll give you a little chance. You got a question or what do you want to say?
1: It's more like a statement. So basically, first it was saying how blessed the nation of Israel was and how they were going to get a bunch of blessings. But it was saying they didn't get it because they were good people, they got it because they were they got it because of how evil the other nations were and because of the promise they made to the forefathers. but I think that um because um they needed they he made the promise to our forefathers because the nations were so evil and and the and he hashem just picks the people because all the other nations were evil, so, and really the Jews were not much better. They were stiff-necked and they complained.
0: They were, but that's the ones what Hashem chose, and they had more. That's a good, that's a good observation.
1: It is on. Hello, 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 hello.
2: Okay. The
1: nation of Israel wasn't good, but Avraham was. And that's who the, the promise was first made to. It was first made to Avraham. And about Avraham, it said that he followed God's commandments, statutes, and judgments, and also said that he would command his children after him to follow his commandments, statutes, and judgments. So the nation of Israel as a whole may not be good like Avraham but Abraham was chosen and his seed was chosen because he was good and he was faithful. We are reaping the blessings of Avraham. So one righteous man can have a profound effect on his offspring, on his descendants after him.
3: This is part of what uh, I was going to talk about, but is I, I just want to clear that we, do so I understand? There is no such things as uh, blessing and curses. It's the resolve or keeping the uh, the commandments. Okay, so that's what I said. And when uh, I says, don't think it's because you guys were good. You know, yes, you guys are good, but the other ones are bad. So. And, and 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 Moshe was saying, "Don't think it's because of you, so they will not get stiff, you know? And they will not say, "Oh yeah, we did it, it's because we did it. It's because what who we are. So no, so uh, it says, keep yourself humble. that's that's what it is is the whole uh, thing about it. but is the 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 commandments in the preset it's that uh, give us what we need. And that is why uh Moshe was saying, you keep yourself humble, humble and recognize every time, uh, uh, keep your humbleness, okay, and recognize who is our provider. But he is our provider because we are doing what he wants. People who doesn't do what he wants, which is the, the uh, uh, go by the commandment that he gave us so they don't get the blessing and it's not a blessing it's a result of keeping the commandments so when we stay away from the uh from the commandments and we don't do it then we don't get the blessing that comes uh, 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 along with the with the fulfillment of the, of the commandments that's the whole thing about it it's not that god is going to curse no no father is going to curse uh, uh, any of his sons nobody you know not even the worst one but the thing is that we have to do what we're supposed to do. That's the important thing. And wh- how do we do that? By keeping and He gave us the uh, the uh, the answer by remind reminding ourselves who our provider is. We're gonna uh, drink water. We say a blessing. We're gonna eat. We're gonna say a blessing. We get up in the morning. We say a blessing. A blessing. We're uh, gonna go to bed. We say a blessing. So uh, if we do that, then we all, all the time, we're gonna be uh, 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 acknowledging who our provider is. That's the, the that's the whole thing, but we have to do our part. So the lesson will come as a result for that. And another thing uh, that I wanted to uh, share is that there, uh, when somebody asked me about, you know, how how do you resume or what should I do? And it's sometimes people that we we only have a few minutes to talk, and then I said, you know, first thing, don't complain. Don't complain because if you're complaining actually, you're not complaining against your boss, your body, your friend, your wife, whoever you're complaining about your God, why? because it's like you're telling him you're not ruin you're not you're not uh uh doing the right things on my life. So that's why we're doing what we complain. Second is be grateful. If we do those things, if we don't complain, we'll be grateful for everything. Ah, you got a car, you got a, a, a flat tire. Eh. Baruch Hashem, maybe it's because a few miles ahead that something was gonna happen to you. So you'd rather have a, a flat tire than it be in a crash, okay? And the third one is share your blessings. What you means share your blessings? The what what he gave us, you know, call them tithes, call them a, uh, whatever. But when you give it to the uh, to the people who needs it, because that's not for us, you know, that's for the for the Buddha, the, the 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 widow, the widow, <laughs> the widow, the needy, okay, and the sick. Those are the people. And that we always gonna have them uh, uh, among us, what for to see our reaction? Because if somebody come to us and we have money and they say, can you please help me I haven't eaten anything, you know, and you have money, give it, you know? And the the thing is, give it without judging because when we are judging, we are taking his place. And he did not appoint us as a judge. So that's why, you know, give it without thinking. Oh, he's going to uh, spend it in booze or whatever. You know, that's not your problem. Why? Because there is a part, of, and I don't remember exactly where, but it says that if somebody in the need come and ask you for help and you have it, you don't give it to him, and he will complain against the father and say, oh, look at him, he didn't give it to me. You know, then you're gonna be the uh, you're gonna be judged by Hashem, so that's why I say you know, don't complain, be grateful, and share your blessings. Amen. Um, okay,
1: so we have we had a lot of rich um, verses. In this parsha today and in the haftra portion, oh, wait, no, Safa. Safa wanted to say something. Oh, you're sideways.
2: Yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, I think when they were maybe talking earlier, let's see. Hold on. I don't know. I don't know how to turn it around. I, I think I'll just turn the camera off. Watching
1: him. Can no, we like you sideways.
2: Okay. Do, do you know how to fix this, Vicky? Okay. Are uh, you on
1: your laptop or phone? Laptop. Oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Alt control. Uh. Alt control right arrow. John said.
2: Smart. Alt Lovely control
1: bride. right arrow.
2: Alt control right arrow.
1: Yeah, or we'll. we will just lean left like it's Passover.
2: Alt control. I right.
1: I it's okay. We're gonna lean left practice for Passover.
2: Okay. I'm gonna turn the, I'm gonna turn the camera off so it's not distracting. I see All right. So um what would you so this uh, Deuteronomy uh Devarim, uh is um uh, to into Into the land, uh, our, our our forefathers are about to go into the land, and he is going over what we what we um, what we went through previously. So he's kind of given it, given a history of, uh, of the um, of our journey, um, and so. I mean, a lot of times this gets kind of uh, stale, you know, sometimes. Uh, I don't know if uh, you've had a situation where uh, you repeat a story and uh, maybe a child says, well, you you already told me this, you know. You you already said this. um, So I don't don't need to necessarily hear it again. So um, one of the biggest things that we as a people have to fight against is uh, com- complacency. Uh, if we hear something, you know, this, this happens, um, you know, when people, uh, when we, uh, you know, go through the Torah portions or go through the stories, you are like, oh, okay, I've heard this story before. There's nothing more to glean. So, um, you know, one thing that we can do to to fight complacency kind of gave some thoughts to, to help us to uh, you know, uh balance uh, battle those things. And uh, some things that we can do to battle complacency is uh we can surround ourselves with young people. Uh this either can be a young person uh physically or a person who is uh young in the faith, a convert. Um so because so that way you get fresh ideas, something that you you would not have thought about. A lot of times, uh Rebbe Nachman says you gotta be careful. You know, if you're in the we're walking around in the clouds, you know, you're always in the Sod level, you're you're flying around the universe mystically, you know, you 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 may miss the actual application of the Torah. You may you know, uh, you may be talking about the 30 different ways to give bread to the homeless person, but Without giving bread to the homeless person, you kind of miss the the crux of what what the what the important what the um, idea was. Um, one another thing we can do is read a new commentary. You know, we can take our our Torah study, and open ourselves to another uh, way of thought. Uh, another way that we can help battle complacency is uh, help a person who needs help. Uh, you know, um, like uh, Ezra said, a uh, person you know who's <clears throat> maybe uh, panhandling or uh, you know, people within our community who are sick, you know, we we it's a, it's a huge mitzvah, huge um, uh, service to visit people that are sick. This can be virtually, but you know, it's best to do it in person. At least, you know, you don't have to spend the whole day with them. You know, you don't want to uh, cause an issue of, you know, overstepping your your welcome. But, you know, just stay, come by and visit people. Um, You know, visit, you know, Yeshua uh, kind of puts his judgment on on what we did for people. Do we clothe them? Do we feed them? Do we give them water? Do we uh, visit them in prison? You know, so... um, he, hashem expects us to help others in need um another thing we can do is engage in personal prayer and we're instructed to pray twice a day and uh it was a well it's tradition that we prayed three times a day uh, this is instituted by you know, our, the patriarchs uh, Abraham Isaac and Jacob <laughs> and uh but in 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 Extra to that, you know, we we can pray, you know, I, you know, um, and sometimes we we get into this religious mindset of, you know, it has to be structured prayer. There is an idea that, in some uh, sects of Judaism, it's uh, it's called like praying like a dog. You know, you're only supposed to pray out of the book, and uh, you know that's certain streams. But you know, Breslov may say, well, if you can't, you know, if the book causes you a hindrance, to get rid of the book, right? And I'm not saying you know the the sitter is bad necessarily, but if it's causing a if it's causing you to <clears throat> have a problem with the shim and not be able to press in, you're focusing on maybe the Hebrew or whatever. Um, then you know if you need to spend the entire uh, time just focusing on one word, and a shim will credit that as saying the entire Amidah. So I liken it to the. Um, the fiddler on the roof, you know, uh, you know, the the main character, uh, um, his name escaped me. Tevia, um, oh, okay. Tevia Tev- 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 the milkman, right? And uh, you know, it, it, if you asked Tevia, he would say, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not this, I'm not a great exotic. I'm just this, I'm just a regular milkman. I <clears throat> just, you know, I'm just." Going about my life, you know, but if you if you watch that movie, he is he's constantly talking to a shim. He's talking about, you know, why did you why did you, you know, make my my cow, you know, lame. And he's like, well, if you did, it's, you know, you have a greater purpose. And you know, I don't know why I, I wear seed seed, but you know, I wear it nonetheless because that's it's our tradition, you know. But so yeah, I think that's a good model to follow you know what a what a idea of uh, Catholicism was you know in the middle in the uh, middle ages and and uh, the, you know 1700s i think is a good idea of uh, what to follow um listen to religious or positive music uh doesn't mean you have to listen to you know Jewish music you know 24 hours a day but uh at least put yourself in a place where, uh, you, your, your spirit is uplifted. Um, not to say that there is not a place for, you know, um, music of like an aggressive nature, like heavy metal or something like that. If you're going to go into battle and you're, you know, about to do a UFC fight or something like that, you know, then you, you, know, you want to get that music pumped up and, and then Hey, go for that music. But if you're just about living life and, and, uh, <laughs> you know you don't want to you know drive some people off, you know drive some people off the road you got to be careful about what you're listen to and that goes for movies or you know cartoons or whatever you watch okay uh be pers- be purposeful okay um so we we have to um now this is all in combating uh um combating uh you know just going through the motions apathy you know mm-hmm. Uh, be purposeful. Um, so, for, it's, it's in in, uh, in uh, our sages talk about kavana, uh, intention, right? Um, so, it's okay to you know ask why, why am I doing this? Why am I bowing the knees and, and bowing forward? Why am I doing that? You know, and get into the into the beautification of it. Uh, this should have been st- stated a long, a long time. Or maybe the first one that should have been told: study the Torah. You know, uh, first with the, with the Written Torah. You know, read through the Written Torah, and then go from the commentaries after that. Um, one way to stop uh, to protect yourself against apathy is to teach. Uh, whether you like it or not, we're teaching uh, everybody around us. We're teaching our our fellow brothers. We're teaching the goyim. We're teaching our people at work, uh, and uh, you know we could teach our children. If you have a nugget of truth, um, there's somebody there in, in the group uh, that um, they said they told a uh, just an amazing. To me, it was it was uh, it, it it every few days I think about it and uh, said, "Hey, you need to you need to tell this, you need to explain, you know, share this." And it's like, oh, you know, it's you. Know, I'm this. I'm that. You know, but eventually i'm going to tell his story because uh it's to if it's mind blowing so uh, if you've got something uh, uh Nachman says uh if you know olaf teach olaf you know olaf bet then teach olaf bet you know but uh, each of us have uh a unique perspective that hashem has blessed us with uh, and we are supposed to speak out of that perspective To maybe to the person has that same perspective. Uh, This is a big one uh, within Judaism. Find a way to make your religion personable. Okay. Uh, When um, the big, the big, uh, what's his name? The Rebbe Toby Singer, when he goes to uh, these lectures that he goes to of uh, destroying people's faith. Uh, and, and you know it, he has he has a purpose, you know. But but if for Judaism, uh, you know, uh, it, it's, I agree, keeping Jews Jewish. Um, but when it's for the other side, you know, making people doubt. So anyways, but the point is, uh, from he he had a poll and he asked uh, why are Jews leaving Judaism and becoming Christians, <clears throat> and they said the number one reason why was that it was because Judaism was impersonal. And and that's not necessarily Judaism's fault. That's necessarily the person's fault, you know. Uh, Everything in the Torah, we are to uh, personally apply to us, okay? We are the ones that built the golden calf. We are the ones that, you know, were complaining in the desert. So we have to take that on. Uh, and make it personal. Every day, we have to fight, fight through it, and uh, make it personal to us, uh, and make it real to us. Uh, and, and if you don't, then 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 maybe take a step back. And and, and um, you know, the the disciples of Yeshua said, uh, you know, check yourself to see if you're in the faith. Check yourself daily. Uh, you know, and if and if a follower of Yeshua that was the, one of his handpicked men, if they've got to constantly do it, how much more so than us? You know, constantly check to see if we're 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 in the faith. Um, and also just do a new mitzvah or try to do it. The, if let's say, for instance, if you've got you, uh, um, you're you're going through a certain mitzvah and you do the same same way every time, maybe. Think about getting a, getting a different perspective on how to do it, so that you, we can beautify it. So let's let's all take uh, steps to mitigate the uh, the Yitzhara and uh, the, um, uh, the the nation that we're supposed to be fighting against, Amalek. This is his modus operandi to get us um, completely apathetic. Uh, to where uh, we our our Judaism is lost. So let us uh, let us uh, try to find those sparks and cultivate them. Shabbat shalom.
1: Shabbat shalom. So lots of good words in our Torah portion and in the drashas today. Thank you, everyone. Um, I wanted to talk about the Haftra portion. On to share screen? Let me see if I share screen. So again, just to recap, um, things that I've said in the past about this series of Haftra portions. So before Tisha B'Av, before the commemoration of the destruction of the Temple, we had three Shabbats in a row where we were we were studying um, Haftra portions that that led into basically. Uh, why the temple was destroyed, rebukes for Israel. And now after Tisha B'Av, the following seven Shabbats, the hafta portion um, is tied to consoling Israel and giving hope to Israel, comforting Israel for the future to come when the desolation and the exile will be over. And this tradition um, is known to have started after after the second temple, was destroyed, so shortly after Yeshua's time, instead of choosing a haftra portion based on the Torah portion, they changed these 10 Shabbat haftra portions to tie it to the destruction of the temple, okay? So right now in um, in Shabbat Akev we have the second of the seven um, constellations in the haftra portions. And in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 14, it says, The Lord has forsaken me. It says, and Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and the Lord has forgotten me. So it says, and Zion said, Who is Zion? Who is Zion? Who is Zion? When when the Bible says Zion said, Who is Zion? What? Can you speak louder? the people of Israel, not the land, right? The people of Israel, it does say Zion, which is, you know, mountain, it's the land, but it's really talking about the people of the land, right? And Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me and the Lord has forgotten me. Why would Zion say that? Because Hashem was punishing the people. And why was Hashem punishing the people? because they're being rebellious, they say it's because of baseless hatred. You know what baseless hatred is? Hating someone for no good reason. Yes, exactly. Hashem hates it when we serve him and we call ourselves his children, but we but we treat each other with hatred instead of love. You can't love God and hate your fellow man at the same time. But then in the next verse, in 49.15, it says, Shall a woman forget her sucking sucking child for having mercy on the child of her womb? These two shall forget, but I will not forget you. So what does that mean? That means even if a woman could forget the children that nurses from her from her, the children that nurse from her, that she gives milk to, still, Hashem will never forget his people, right? And so this chapter is basically, it destroys anti-Semitism. Most, many of the church, not most, but many of the ch- Christian churches there, they say that, that that God doesn't care about the people of Israel anymore. He doesn't care about the Jewish people anymore. But this, and they say that that the church is the new Israel. The Adventist church says that, and other churches say that. But this is talking about Zion, the one who Hashem seemingly forsook. And Hashem saying, I will never forget. And then it says in verse 16, it's so it says, Behold, on my hands have I engraved you. Your walls are before me always. What do you think that means? So some people say that this is a reference to, to Yeshua, right? To his death on the cross, where his hands were pierced, right? Some say that. Um Jews, of course, Orthodox Jews won't say that, but Messianic Jews will say that. And then it says in verse 17, Your sons have hastened, those who destroy you, and those who lay you waste shall go forth from you. Lift your eyes around and see all of them have gathered, have come to you. As I live, says the Lord, that you shall wear all of them as jewelry, and you shall tie them as a bride. So what is it saying? It's saying that all these people that hate you, they have, they've come, they've gathered around you and they hate you. One day they will be like jewelry to you. They will, be your, they will be like a trophy to you. For your ruins and your desolate places and your land that has been destroyed, for, for now you shall be crowded by the inhabitants and those who destroy you shall be far away. So this is talking about after the second temple times when Israel was decimated, it was destroyed and all the people had to flee and scatter and Israel became like a wasteland, right? But then Hashem says, it's been destroyed and all the people left, but then it will one day be inhabited again, right? And the people who came to destroy you, they are the ones that will be far away. Your children of whom you were bereaved shall shall." Yet say in your ears, the place is too narrow for me. Move over for me so that I will dwell. So once upon a time, there was a time where Israel was desolate. No one wanted to live there anymore. It was like a wasteland. But since 1948, since the refounding of the nation of Israel, I, I don't know what the number is, but at least hundreds of thousands of Jews have come back to live in Jerusalem, to live in Israel. So this prophecy is being fulfilled today. Verse 21 says, and you shall say to yourself, who begot these for me, seeing that I am bereaved and solitary, exiled and rejected? Who raised thee? Behold, I was left alone. These, from where are they? So this verse is saying, where did did all these people come from? So said the Lord God, behold, I'll raise my hand to the nations and to the peoples will I raise my standard. And they shall bring your sons in their armpits, meaning they will carry them. And your daughters shall be born on their shoulders. Now, I don't know if this is literal or figurative, but um, it's basically saying that the nations will help the Jewish people, the people of Israel, to come back to the land of Israel. It says here, literally, that they're, they're going to carry them on, in their arms and on their shoulders and bring them back. I don't know if that's literal, but I wanted to say right here, which says, um, Behold, I'll raise my hand to the nations, and to the peoples will I raise my standard that 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 word right here, standard, is nest. Do you remember what the word nest means? Neskadol hayasham, miracle. Yes, exactly. That that word nest means miracle. It literally in the Hebrew, the word nest means banner. You know what's a banner? It's like a it's like a flag, right? It's a flag and it's a sign, right? It's a sign, and when you see a sign, what does it what does it do? It tells you about something. It tells you that something is here that you need to know about, or maybe it tells you something that that something is coming, or maybe it's telling you what you need to do, right? Sign directs you to what you need to do. Or to buy something. Something's on sale. Yes, that too. But this is saying that that God will raise a nest. He will raise it's here. It's it's it says standard, but I I don't think that's the best translation. Um, standard, it's nest. It means he will he will he will bring a sign to the nations so that they know that they need to cooperate with God and let his people come back to the land. Okay. And it says in 23, and kings shall be your nursing fathers and their princesses your wet nurses. They shall prostrate themselves to you with their face on the ground. They shall lick the dust of your feet and you shall know that I am the Lord for those who wait for me shall not be ashamed. There's some verses in the Talmud that people um, use against the Jewish people to say that it's, it's, it's evil. And um, partly it's because of misinterpretation. So there are verses in the Talmud that talk about how the nations will serve Israel and they say, "Oh, look, the Jewish people—they want to enslave us all." You know, that's that's propaganda. That I often hear on online. But this is only what the Bible says. The Bible says that the nations, even the kings of the nations, will will help Israel. Will 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 be like nurses to Israel. They shall prostrate themselves to you. It says here. Okay. This is not about the Jewish people want to rule the world or any kind of anti-Semitic stuff like that. This is These are promises in the Bible that it basically means that if you serve God and if you follow his ways, you shall be in his kingdom. I think there's a misunderstanding with this whole word kingdom. And I feel like in Christianity, when it talks about the kingdom, I feel like Christians think that this means heaven, heaven or hell. You're either in the kingdom or you're not in the kingdom. If you're not in the kingdom, you're in hell. But I don't see that as the way that it's used, especially in the Bible. kingdom is, The kingdom is a special um, designation for God's people. But even though you're not necessarily part of the kingdom, that doesn't mean that you're cursed and going to burn in hell forever. There's a kingdom, but every kingdom also has subjects that are subject to it, but not necessarily part of the of the royal family, right? So, but Israel is a royal priesthood, right? So it is, if you're part of Israel, you're part of a special kingdom. But that doesn't mean that Hashem forsakes people that are not that are not in the king, their kingdom. There are also other nations and they will serve Israel. And this is not about, you know, domination. This is about, you know, just the promises and, and the prophecies of God, of the Bible, shall prey be taken from mighty warrior or shall the captives of the righteous escape? For so said the Lord, even the captives of a mighty warrior can be taken and the prey of a tyrant shall escape. And with your contender will I contend and your sons I will save. And those who taunt you, I will feed their flesh. And as with sweet wine, they shall become drunk from their blood. And all flesh shall know that I am the Lord who saves you and your Redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. So this is saying to a people in exile, to the, to the nation of Israel in exile, which is still us right now. There are still the nations of the world who are stronger than Israel, who are more powerful than us and who want to oppress us and who do not follow God's ways. Those people still exist. And Hashem is saying, they may be like a mighty warrior to you right now, But one day I will free you from them and they will destroy themselves. This is, I will, I will feed their flesh. Those who taunt you, I will feed their flesh. And as with sweet wine, they shall become drunk from their blood. They will destroy themselves. You won't even, we won't even have to fight against them. It's Hashem that will fight for us. So this is, you know, I I remember I I had a Torah teacher in back in California. And he, and she was saying that um one of the reasons that we need to study the Torah, even though much of the 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 laws seem like irrelevant to us today, a lot of the, the a lot of things in the Torah seem kind of irrelevant to us today. Like we don't we're not even really practicing it. We don't really we're not in touch with it because they're so foreign to us, so foreign to our time to the way we live our lives today. But she said, you know, even in the Brit Hadashah, even in the New Testament, it talks about how one day we will rule with Mashiach. We will rule with Mashiach. And remember, um, it says as judges. We will rule as judges with Mashiach. And Deborah was a judge. Women are not exempt from that. There was a woman judge, right? But how can we judge and how can we rule with Mashiach, his kingdom, if we don't know the rule of the land, if we don't know the law of the land? Right. So this is one of the reasons why it's so important to to learn the Torah, because if we're going to be part of his kingdom one day, if if we're going to going to be if we're going to rule with Mashiach as judges of the nations and the Bible says, even of angels, if we're going to judge over the nations and over angels. We have to know the law of the land. Right. We can't be a judge and not know the law. This is why it's important. This is why we study the Torah every every week. Right. Several times a week. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Turn to page 77 for Psalm 145. I'm seeing the ashe together. La Leda V. ka Elohai Hamelek, Veravra Kashim Kalalamba Ed, Beko Yom Avra Heha, Ahala Shim Kalalamba Ed, Gado Ladanai Umulome Od, Lato and Dole le do ya sabak masecha ug U-g-vur-atecha-yag-idu norateka yomeru. Ugdu la techa asa prena, rav tokicha yavi u, betsika kecha yerene nu, hanun adonai, areka paimukda ha said, to varana la ko varakama ba masa ma yeduka arana ko maseha speha Kevod ka ye khuha ke bonma te yo me ru ko kol olamim Umem shot a car beco dovador, some make a kefufim, and a cola yesabe ru veatanatanicem batam beito, poteake yedeca, umat be a sadi caranabe derecha, beha seed Karo Adana, Leko, Korea, Leko, Asherika, Uve Emmet, Ritzon, Yere, Yase, Be et Shabatam, Yishma, Yoshi, Em, Adana et Ko, Lava, Be et Kosmaim, Yashmi, Tela Adana, Yada, Bepi, Vivareko, Besashem, Kotcho, Lamba, Em. Alright, let's turn to page um, 82 for the Seder HaYom. Wow. All right. A Redeemer will come to Zion and unto those of Yaakov who turn from transgression, says Hashem. And as for me, this is my covenant with them, says Hashem. My spirit that is upon you and my words that I have placed in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor out of the mouth of your seed. Nor out of the mouth of your seed, seed, says Hashem, from this moment and forevermore you are the holy one enthroned on the praises of israel and one called to another and said holy kadosh, 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 holy 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 is the shem of hosts. all the earth was filled with his renown and they receive permission from each other and say holy in the heavens on high home of his presence holy on the earth the work of his power holy transcending all time is the shem of hosts. The whole world was filled with the radiance of his glory. Then a wind lifted me up, and I heard behind me the voice of a great rushing. Blessed is the glory of Hashem from his abiding place. And a wind lifted me up, and I heard the sound of a great movement behind me of one praising, saying, Blessed is the glory of Hashem from the place of the home of his abiding presence. Hashem shall reign forever and ever. The dominion of Hashem is eternally established forever and um, Mister Berek on page 85. May the one who blessed